0: okay this video is a guide to understanding being in the zone or the flow state while drawing i'm making this guide because i think a lot of the questions i see about the practice of drawing online are unknowingly asking how to attain this relaxed free state of focused creation how long should i be drawing a day Why can't I focus on what I'm doing? Why can't I stop playing video games instead of drawing like I want to? I want to draw, but I hate drawing. These kinds of questions, ranging from mundane to delusional, are all readily answered and erased when one has moved past the realm of mystery and knows how to reliably create a flow state. So this video can be used in a variety of ways. You can just listen to it. To learn some interesting things about the nature of drawing. You can listen to it and then try to engage the concepts on your own later when drawing. You can turn it off because you hate it and everything it stands for. Or you can use it the way that I recommend. And that is as a sort of guided drawing session that you listen to while executing a drawing. If you decide to attempt the guided session, let me recommend two variations one for beginner artists, and another for intermediate or advanced artists. If you are a beginner, I encourage you to enter the exercise with no peace or practice in mind. Instead, begin drawing and let whatever will arise to simply arise. If you feel comfortable working completely abstractly, I would encourage that for this exercise. If this idea is an affront to your sensibilities as an artist, Feel free to attempt the version for advanced artists, but know that the gap in technical skills may prevent you from grasping the exercise fully. In fact, it basically would guarantee it. So for advanced artists, feel free to go into the exercise with a particular piece or idea in mind that you want to work on, though I would recommend you start a new sketch for this idea instead of editing one that already exists or continuing work on a piece you are finishing. If However, you are comfortable with working abstractly, even if you have never done it before, I still think that would be a good idea. For the length of the exercise, I will make no reference to anything in particular you might be drawing. How could I possibly know what's going on on your paper? So, since it doesn't make a difference, I will proceed imagining that I am speaking to a beginner, and that they are making an abstract, and that they're working in monochrome. The video of me drawing that accompanies this is not meant to directly illustrate points that are being spoken, only to provide some visual interest and also to prove that I have hands and that I draw with them. To get started, get comfortable in your drawing space, work with whatever materials you find interesting right now, and make sure they are within reach. Try to keep it simple. Pencil and paper is a good choice, and I'll speak in those terms but maybe you're drawing digitally in photoshop or some other program anything is fine everything about drawing as a practice translates between mediums and we're talking about being in the zone here which is really more about your mental state than it is about what or how you're drawing okay so here's how this is going to work simply start drawing slowly And all you have to do in this exercise is not stop until I tell you to. Begin. Put down some marks on the paper. Begin with no direction. Let's keep it abstract. That shouldn't be too hard, since all drawing is abstract all the time anyway. We're just staving off the natural impulse to find pattern in the chaos for now. Your lines are probably light, at first, but they could be of any intensity. I encourage you to draw a little slower than you usually do. Don't turn that into an effort of focus and concentration, Simply mechanically slowing down your hand will effortlessly introduce closer scrutiny of your actions and your mental state. For now, don't think of your lines as combining to create recognizable forms. Your mind will seek patterns in even the few lines you have put down so far but just because our mind has offered up a pattern does not mean we need to commit to it. Okay, stop drawing for a moment and look at what you've put down. Not much, probably. But investigate the character of these unprompted movements that you've made. I only told you to put some marks down. What kind did you make? Were they curving? And flowing? Or did you start with something more straight, linear? Did you make various small lines somewhere near the middle of the page? Or did you begin with a daring diagonal from one corner of the page to the other? Maybe you felt lost for a moment and took a prompt from how I had started the drawing I'm executing in the video. Most people, hearing some of the possibilities put into words, will realize their hesitant initial stabs at the paper were truly limited, not as free as the word abstract would imply. This is real data. Something unknown to you set you on that first course. What was it? Fear? Habit? Unworried, masterful creativity? Who could really say? You were the one doing it. And you don't even know. Okay, start drawing again. Don't go making some diagonal mark from corner to corner now just because you heard me say it and thought that sounded like a pretty daring way to start. That's not abstract. That's just following orders. If you began your drawing with distinct single marks, you might be interested in introducing some hatching. That is to say, various individual lines close enough together that they form a grouping, and thus become a value shape instead of a line. With distinct lines and value shapes introduced to the drawing, we almost have the entire realm of possibility for drawing covered. We're missing a big piece, the negative space, but it will handle itself for now. Are you still drawing? Did you slow down or stop? because you were hearing too much information? Why would that make you stop? Why not let your hand doodle aimlessly on your paper like it would in a math class notebook? Did the feeling that you were not doing it right start creeping into your mind? Did it arise through the back door of your cognition and announce that it was going to run the show for a bit? This would be an example of the dreaded intrusive thoughts that have dampened, darkened, and destroyed many a drawing career. It is these thoughts that made me encourage you to begin abstractly, as an abstract drawing exercise brings their absurdity to light. If you are working truly abstractly, that is to say, you are not just beginning randomly in the hopes that it will congeal later into something concrete or beautiful then there should be no possible frame of reference for the drawing you are doing. A thought like, this looks like shit, or I'm not doing this well, implies an end that is not abstract. An end that you understand has concrete qualities. It looks good, or it is done well. But didn't you think you were starting abstractly? Isn't that what I told you to do? I never said, start trying to draw something well. I just said, start drawing. I mean, what, what the hell is this thing currently on your page anyway? And what is this theoretical final product you are imagining and comparing it to? The answer is obvious. It isn't anything. It's less than dust. It's less than the dust that the final drawing would be made of. You don't know what's going on your page right now. So you couldn't possibly, in good faith make an arbitrary value judgment about the thing it could become. If you are not working abstractly right now, I want you to recognize that all of this is true for your work as well. All that's on your page is something that looks like a head, looks like a tree, looks like a nose. But it's not any of those things. It's an illusion that points to the idea of them, and your technical skills make that illusion more or less convincing. Honestly, you really don't need a lot of skill to put the idea of nose in a viewer's mind. Just a good bit to put the idea of a nice nose in their mind. Every intrusive thought you experience about your focused work, this sucks, not good enough, that's a bad head, wow, I royally botched that hand, are all experienced in reference to a hypothetical ideal that does not exist and you probably couldn't imagine anyway without involving at least the work of other artists. So is that what it's all coming from? You botched that hand because it's not a John Singer Sargent hand? I wonder if Sargent finished every hand and said, Ah, now that's a Sargent hand. If he didn't, did he say, Now that's the hand of my model. Well, if he did, I think he of all people was aware that it was a version of his model's hand that was essentially and decidedly unlike the presence of that real hand before him. Where does this loop of comparison end? Is no one a true artist until they can conjure a true biological hand via magic or money? Obviously not. If we explore these absurdum extremes of our small, troubling thoughts, it quickly becomes obvious that they are illogical. Irrelevant, and utterly baseless. At least when you're just drawing. I'm not some crazy person telling you comparisons are irrelevant when trying to get a job as an illustrator or fit into a gallery that you want to show your work. Of course. Once the culture of a profession is involved, comparison is relevant to the extent that it is important to the people of that profession. But are you always operating in that context? No. You are when you show your portfolio, or when you're really pointedly trying to create something for your portfolio, or when you're networking at an industry event. But for every artist, some significant portion of their practice lay outside those realms. I would argue that portion is the one that operates in the present, right now, while you draw, whenever you are drawing. Perhaps the end for which you are drawing is driven by the future, a portfolio. But the act of drawing occurs in the present and outside of large ideas about what you're making. All the work of your drawing concerns the present challenge and not the future. And here we arrive at the zone, the flow state. The present interaction with our work and its needs in the moment, divorced from or riding a wave of, Concerns about past failure or future success. To be in this state, intrusive thoughts need not be dead and gone, only understood for what they are, weightless turnings of the mind whose extents offer nothing of reason or use. Once this belief is integrated through careful thought and analysis outside of drawing, these intrusive thoughts will still arise, but will be noticeably less troubling until they naturally unravel and are forgotten. To be in the flow state, our moment-to-moment decisions about what kind of mark to make, what kind of line to throw, must be revealed for what it is. Almost unconscious decisions pulled from a rather limited realm of possibilities that align with the nature of the work at hand. Do you honestly think if you relaxed and let go while working on some portrait, your errant hand would scrawl wildly across the face as if you had handed the sheet to your four-year-old? Don't be insane. Your brain can't forget what it's doing completely. It would channel its momentary urge for freedom into hair, its momentary urge for order into careful demarcation of a cheekbone. These things are hardly under your control. You don't control your urges in any absolute sense. If you did, you could always draw for as long as you planned to, or needed to. But you can't. Your mind is, in a very real sense, choosing what to do while it draws quite automatically, and within an implied realm of possibilities whose extents are usually unknown to you. If you were surprised by the possibility of your first abstract mark of this drawing being a diagonal from corner to corner, you encountered the limits of this implied realm directly. This is the same reason you can't invent new, coherent styles ad infinitum all day long, but once you see someone else's unique style, you can make a plan to copy it. You couldn't possibly make something truly original and alien if you tried. If you could, you'd be the greatest artist who ever lived. Everything you make is a slave to something. Past experience, past joys, past instruction, or even the concept of randomness as you have seen it expressed or as driven by your medium. When these things are understood, the flow state is no longer an accident. It is not a mystery that is hunted and wept over, and its enemy, the creative block, does not exist. The flow state is revealed for what it is. The act of being just what is being drawn right now. Line for line, smudge for smudge, dot for dot thoughts arise but don't kill the process plans and adjustments are made direct connection with individual lines is felt but the state of pulling back and assessing the whole work is felt vividly as well just another part of the practice and because it is done without cognitive dissonance without the ungrounded belief that it is the back breaking effort of a toiling genius it is done quite easily even when the workload is intense or specific. And so, not much of it is committed to memory. This produces the classic feeling of snapping out of it and realizing you were in the zone, and marveling at how much time has passed while working that you didn't even notice. Of course you didn't. Who would have noticed? Your identity was irrelevant at that time. No matter how skilled or unskilled you are at drawing, The act of putting down each line is largely the same. And that's all you were, moment to moment, in the flow state. Each line, each scrawl, each fuck yes or hell no. And so, you always fall out of it, only to give yourself a pat on the back. Because you need your identity back to congratulate yourself. Good for you. Now, Simply begin again. Know that signing your signature requires more manual dexterity than anything that needs to be done in a great drawing. Know, if you are a beginner, that the greats all feel similar strains and pains as they work. They just have plenty of past experience to give them evidence that they will make it through over and over again. Know that all your worries and thoughts about how your art reflects on you as a person are diluted. Art isn't real. It's not concrete. You can ask a hundred artists to define what art is and you wouldn't get the same answer twice. It's a completely fluid concept. The art historians with the best answers don't even make art. It was always about the artists. Just the artists. So your art doesn't reflect on you no matter how good or bad it is. Malicious people make beautiful art every day. Good-hearted saints toil in art obscurity. So put the artist first, pay your rent, take care of your family, don't hurt people. If you then make art in your free time, no one can deny that you are an artist because you choose to make art in the best time anyone has, free time. If you want to turn it into work, great. You'll need a certain set of skills that are relevant for whatever realm you're interested in, but these must, can only developed on the foundation of an art practice that is already present and ready to receive them if you don't have that yet you need only get to work begin 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 and begin with this free wide open foundation onto which you can layer as many techniques restrictions jobs and skills as you want you'll always be free to move within all the realms of your art practice At your leisure. So you will only grow. Is any stone left unturned? Can't you see you have no quarter left? Can't you see how obvious it is that you must just get to work and get to work without worry or affect? Get out of your own way. Be free to fail and free to succeed. See that you are exactly where you need to be no matter where you are on the path. Okay, let's conclude. If you have stuck to the exercise and been drawing this whole time, it's time to stop. Take a look at whatever is on your paper. Whatever it does or does not look like, for now it is finished. Maybe you kept up a practice of randomness this whole time and truly tried to make each movement abstract and disconnected from what came before. Perhaps, instead, you made each mark as a reaction to how you felt about the preceding one, or, at some point in the process, the abstract qualities gave way, irresistibly, to some concrete vision, either a representation of something we know from reality or simply a clear vision of an abstract impossibility, and you instead began to create a form, something not abstract. Whatever resulted, it doesn't matter. What matters is that if you drew this whole time while listening to me, you were in the zone. Your mind was split between my words and what you were making. And you still made it. You could not have always had razor-sharp focus on your creation. At certain points, my words would have dominated your experience, and at others, the work would have dominated your experience while you were tuning out my words. This is the main misconception people have about the flow state, that if you are not experiencing some deep, uninterrupted focus in your work, then you are not in the groove and are somehow not operating as efficiently as you could. Realize that the zone encapsulates everything. Moments of clarity and moments of vagueness. The successes and the failures. The distractions and the waves of focus. It simply contains them without judgment. And through all of these various shifts in experience work can be done work gets done it is you who adds the judgments to the actions you take in the traditional experience of flow unskillful actions can create something that doesn't align with the goals of the work but they are quickly seen for that and simply erased edited changed and adjusted without angst or baggage they don't pull you out of flow outside of flow Mistakes or unease in drawing can quickly erupt into a full-on existential crisis that says we are an undisciplined cretin for not resolving this lack of skills earlier or better in our lives. Realize that these negative thoughts are just attachments, unnecessary attachments to the ground of the experience of drawing. You don't need them. They can be allowed to arise and fall away, in or out of flow. Once the habit has been made of not attaching to these thoughts, and it is a habit that must be developed with practice, entering flow becomes easy. It does itself. You just draw and enjoy experiencing the strain and the full knowledge that in about 20 minutes, you will slide into a state where work is done, assessed, and edited quite automatically, while thoughts, positive and negative, tumble in and out of cognition, but are not attached to. Drawing will feel much like meditating, just like so many of the great artists of history told us it would. So, put your exercise drawing aside and begin again, and just keep drawing until you don't want to anymore. Choosing not to draw for a time is as much a part of the practice of drawing as choosing to draw. When you feel free to make this choice in either direction, you'll feel quite relaxed about investing large swaths of time in this thing you actually enjoy doing. Spend time practicing new techniques you want to learn, but know that learning is almost automatic, as long as you have exposure, instruction, and practice. No great strain is needed from you, so long as you can always find the pleasure in each mark that goes down, one after the other. I hope this exercise has helped you in some small way. If any part of this seems frustratingly obscure, don't worry about it. Perhaps return to this video and explore these ideas again when you have spent more time drawing, maybe been through more pain drawing, and your thoughts about drawing have expanded. Until then, please email me, message me, or leave a comment asking any questions you might have about this and whatever underlies it, and I'll answer them in a &A Q&A follow-up to this video. Good luck, and thank you for your art practice.